Does the devil watch me sleep like Santa Claus and Jesus can? Do flea markets really sell fleas? All these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Live! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new case, claim, beast, creature, tale, story, ghost, poltergeist, Whoa. and come to a conclusion at the end as to whether or not that thing, that story, really is true or really is false. My name is Roy Powers, professional paranormal investigator. I'm joined, of course, by my, my paranormal pal, Kit Greer. Thank you. Glad to be here, Rory. How exciting. Um, you know, sometimes I forget that people tuning in, listening to This Paranormal Life, this might actually be their first episode. This might be the first episode they listen to. Uh, some people have been listening for years. But uh, if you haven't been here before... Jog on. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. We need to be very... Uh, we didn't need you at the start and we don't need you now. We just kind of... Fuck off. <laughs> right. Bad attitude because we are trying to grow the listeners and grow the podcast always. So, you know, I want to be welcoming and I want to like... We don't want to have too many in-jokes that go over their heads. We don't want to have too much uh, stuff that's not explained. So sure. in the interest of saying hello, welcome to the show. The job of a paranormal investigator like me and Rory, uh, we investigate the paranormal. I think that that's all that's covered, yeah. Uh, and we, so, and the paranormal, uh, that is ghosts, as Rory said, that is ghouls. Again, I think this is stuff that probably they do know is, about, even if they right, haven't sure, listened sure, to the sure. podcast. But like, okay, so a podcast this is, is unnecessary. a weekly, not always weekly, 60 minute <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. And sometimes a little over, sometimes a little under. You keep being really specific and then having to correct yourself because you were way too specific. So let's just, yeah, okay, I sorry. think, just move forward. I think a lot of people know probably what a ghost is if they have done well, one of the podcast. Well, we should probably explain that too. So we when don't someone to. dies, when they love each other, when <laughs> two people love each other very much and they die, uh, they come back as kind of see-through. If you've ever seen Casper, well, it's not exactly like Casper. Okay, so we need to stop all this. Right, so, so. So Our we'll baby's just, made. I, I don't know that one yet. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll go back to letting you host. You no, know, I'm so excited to be here and uh, hosting a brand new episode of this paranormal life. Uh, Kit, we were supposed to record this episode yesterday, but your flight to London was delayed, so we ended up having to push it back a day. Yeah, the MIBs were trying to keep me away right. from, from the microphone. Uh, all I'm going to say is thank God in heaven that your flight was delayed because yesterday. Huh? I was maybe the most hungover I have been in years. It was it was bad. <laughs> which For is, me to say that... Which is saying a lot. Oh my God. Because Rory saying that is like Michael Jordan saying, that's the best dunk I've done in years. <laughs> that was a really hard game of basketball. <laughs> He's played quite a few hard games of basketball. So for him to even mention that one was difficult, it means it was a very hard game. So it was a blessing that we didn't have to come in and record a podcast because it would have been awful. Rory survived a Jack Daniels-shaped IED in the war zones <laughs> of East London. But hey, I bounced back. I'm feeling great today. I got a big cup of coffee and I'm ready to dive into a fresh paranormal story. What you got for me? Let me find out. This is Sorry, so not early as, uh, in the podcast. I'm not as ready as so I thought So early I was, in the podcast just, yeah. to be getting lost. I'm worried that you've abandoned your iPad. Rory has been reading off an iPad up until this point. Now he's, he seems to be dialing a number or something. For your information, Kit, I'm trying to figure out which one of our listeners submitted this so I can give them thanks because I actually care about our listeners. Yeah, you never do that, by the way. This is completely out of character to remember to shout someone out. I can't find it either, so you ain't getting shit. Andrew Gorham, uh, he is at least hey. one person who uh, suggested this. 
I think they've suggested cases before, so thank you for sending in this recommendation uh, kit. Today, we're going to be investigating not a paranormal cryptid, not a ghost or a poltergeist necessarily. We're investigating a real physical thing here mm. that has been potentially possessed by an evil spirit. Well, you say it's real and physical. I think that's time for me to decide. I'll see about that. But before we dive into today's case, how about a quick word from today's sponsors? And just a reminder that you can get new episodes of This Paranormal Life ad-free over on Patreon.com. Okay, kid, it's 1971 in North America, and a middle-aged woman is wandering through an antique store trying to choose a gift for her daughter, Donna. Now, Donna was a student nurse who was just about to start school, so whatever the present was, it was gonna have to be a special one. There's a lot of fantastic options at the antique store, but one in particular stands out. A vintage second-hand Raggedy Ann doll. Vintage, secondhand, and raggedy. I think you better keep looking because, because let me tell you something. People like new shit. I don't care if this was 1971. Get her an iPad. All uh, right. I I will say before you go down this path too much. Uh, <laughs> raggedy Ann is the the brand of the doll. It's not a raggedy get her Ann a, doll. Get her a fresh Ann, a new Ann. Don't no, get her a raggedy exist. Ann. The fresh Ann is raggedy. Get- That's how it comes. <laughs> So she buys it for Donna and drives it over to her daughter's new apartment. Just to be clear, this daughter is too old for dolls. Way too old. If, I think if she's your daughter starting has nursing an apartment school. and she's going to university. Yeah, she's a student nurse. So again, hey, if that's what you're into, fine. No Some people here. might think it, I'm a little bit too old to have Beyblades. And to those people, I say... Let it rip. What? <laughs> Let it rip, mother... Let it rip. And watch your back. Hey, we've we've all been there. Sometimes we act a little bit um, younger than our biological age uh, says. You know, sometimes me and Cora get up in the morning and she wants to watch cartoons. So we put on Teletubbies. And sometimes after nine or ten minutes, Cora will wander off. But I'm still pretty engrossed in what Tinky Winky's getting up to. Because right, it's a, yeah. there's a storyline. And, <laughs> and I honestly think they write that stuff for uh, at least... I'm not saying I have the mental age of a seven-year-old, but... Uh, it's actually pretty hard to follow the story sometimes. It's pretty complicated. <laughs> I just don't know where the tubby custard came from. I just don't know how it gets eaten or produced, and I want to find out more. So as I said, she bought the doll, drove it over to her daughter's apartment to deliver the gift. But this little f***er was more than just a doll kit. She might as well have been delivering her daughter Tutankhamun's mummified corpse. Whoa. Because this raggedy Anne came with some consequences. Now, Donna's mother delivered the gift, and just as she thought, Donna loved it. She's beautiful. Thank you, Mum. What should I call her? Anne? No, that's too plain. What about Anna? Ooh, or Annabelle. At this point, Annabelle becomes a permanent guest at the apartment, joining Donna and her roommate, Angie. It's a cute little vintage item to have around the flat, and guests come and ask questions about it. But it wasn't long before Annabelle had overstayed her welcome. One day, Donna came home to find the doll sprawled out on the hallway floor. (laughs) Angie, what's Annabelle doing on the floor? Last I saw it was on the chair in the hall. It must have slipped off. Donna dusts Annabelle off and rests her carefully back on the chair, this time placing her all the way to the back so she won't fall on the floor again. Then she went to her room to get in her comfy clothes. It was a crazy day. I've been rushed off my feet. 
What were you thinking about cooking for dinner? Because I thought that... When Donna walked back into the hallway, the doll was back on the floor. How could this be? She just put her back on the chair a few minutes ago. Kit, we've been here before. We, we have. We've seen this happen. We've seen dolls or inanimate objects come to Classic life. Classic dickhead roommate. She's a liar. You think there's some gaslighting going on here? Sorry, I might be getting off track. You're, you're saying this isn't a problematic roommate situation. It looks like this little f***er is moving about by itself. Now, mm. I have a very low tolerance for items being cursed. Yeah. If I so much as thought that I'd put my MacBook Pro to sleep the night before and I wake up and the screen is powered on, I'm smashing it with a hammer. Yeah. It's destroyed. I, 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 have, I have zero tolerance for, for items being possessed in my household. If I use the last of a tube of toothpaste yeah. and then I wake up the next day and there's actually there actually is a tiny, tiny amount that like, you can just about <laughs> yeah. squeeze out. It's just a tiny drop. I'm smashing the bathroom to bits with a sledgehammer <laughs> because something happened there. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the toothpaste was done. It is not done. That's paranormal. It's, and this is what we're seeing here. We're seeing a doll seeming like it's moving about by itself. No, you, you're completely right though. Anytime we've talked about potentially cursed, potentially paranormal items, artifacts, um, we are begging, begging the people in the story to lob them out of a fifth story window as oh, soon yeah. as possible. I once had dinner at Kit's cousin's house and they said, would you like a biscuit with your tea? I think there's one left in the packet. There were two in the packet. I burned that place to the ground. I didn't even say a f***ing word. I just poured the gasoline on the floor. Yes, I brought my own gasoline and lit the match. One time I went to a showing of Ant-Man at the local cinema. They said it was starting at 6.30. There was actually eight minutes of ads and it started at 6.38. I killed the guy who sold me the ticket. I straight up killed him. Because you just have to. Yeah. He's cursed. Yeah, the something's whole, going the on there. The thing was cursed. So Donna decided to take the doll up to her room and put it down gently on the bed, dead center of the bed. After dinner, Donna went to the living room to watch TV, but her seat was taken. God, no! <laughs> That's right. Annabelle was back downstairs, this time sitting on the sofa. Now, obviously being the logical nurse that she is, Donna suspects that she's simply being pranked by her roommate. So she doesn't give it any more thought. But that night... Donna awoke to the sound of footsteps in the hallway. Was it her roommate Angie, back from a late night shift? Suddenly, she heard a blood-curdling scream. Donna ran out into the hallway to see her roommate panting and clutching her chest. In front of her in the hallway was Annabelle. Angie, what's wrong? What the hell is wrong with you? Angie cried. Why would you put this outside my room? It scared the life out of me. I didn't. Why did you put the doll on the sofa last night? Angie looked confused. Both girls claimed that neither of them had been moving the doll. From this night onward, things get progressively stranger. The doll starts moving around every day by itself. We're talking Toy Story levels of sentience here. Jesus. Donna and Angie eventually invite their friend Lou over to take a look at the doll. Maybe they're overreacting. Maybe the doll isn't really cursed. They're but not overreacting. But They're as, underreacting. As soon as Lou arrives into the house, he can feel something is wrong. In fact, almost as soon as he sees the doll, he starts telling them they have to get rid of it. <laughs> A man after my own heart. Despite Lou insisting that they get rid of the doll immediately, Donna holds on to it. So what if now and again it seems to come to life? 
It's not hurting anybody. Hey, this is the problem with gifts from friends and family. Yeah. Doesn't matter how shitty the gift is, it's automatically sentimental. Yeah. Right. My parents could gift me a tropical disease in a jar <laughs> and I would have to cherish it because it's from my parents. And this is kind of the cul-de-sac that uh, Donna finds herself in. Yeah, that Christmas morning you were like, oh, <laughs> it's that malaria. Thank you. I guess, uh, yeah, I'm just going to put this over here. Aren't you going to open it up? No, I, <laughs> I don't think I should, Dad. <laughs> well, your mother and I put a lot of money into that. Yeah, yeah it took me nine months. <laughs> To get over the dengue fever I got <laughs> last year for my birthday. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I've been given some very ridiculous gifts from uh, my family over the years, and it does just become sentimental. I remember uh, my mom for Christmas a few years ago gave me a DVD uh, that teaches you how to street dance. <laughs> She wanted you to be a b-boy. <laughs> this is not a joke. My she parents gave it to wanted me. me to be a f***ing lawyer. Your mom, your mom was like, I really think our dog has a ring to it. It, it, was, it was a DVD. I, this was not even long ago, by the way. It was a few years. We don't even have a DVD player in the house. And I got a DVD. It was an instructional video called, I think it was literally called Fat Moves, spelled P-H-A-T. Of course. And Street Dance Grooves. <laughs> fat Moves, P-H-A-T, for fat boys, F-A-T. <laughs> <laughs> Spelt the regular way. Yeah, the second one was just a regular one. Yeah, it was more of a workout uh, DVD. <laughs> I was quite large at the time, and yes, this is my parents trying to give me a subtle hint. Uh, they thought that you were a pants. nerd, I think. You were playing too many video games. They wanted you to uh, meet some girls through the medium of dance. Yeah, that would make sense, because the other gift was a prostitute. <laughs> so they, I think they obviously thought I was nerdy and sheltered, and they were like... You need to learn how to dance and have sex with a woman. Rory, this is Merry Crystal. <laughs> Rory, this is Crystal. And she'd love to see some of your new moves. Why don't you show Crystal your new moves? Not sexual moves. That's for later. It's the dance moves. So f***ed up, mom and dad. Christmas dinner that, that evening, we're all just like sitting around the whole family and Crystal. So should we go around and say what we're thankful for? Crystal's just chain smoking at the end of the table. <laughs> Pass the ham. <laughs> Of course, darling. <laughs> you know, I'm about to tick over into four hours. <laughs> your mom and dad like, your mom and dad are like, Rory's not going to take long. Don't worry. <laughs> mom! Don't tell her. <laughs> and to this day, uh, I still have the Fat Move Street Dance uh, Grooves DVD, and I still keep in touch with Crystal because they're sentimental gifts. This is it. As I said, despite Lou insisting they get rid of the doll, they didn't. Donna held on to it. And while it wasn't hurting anyone at the time, as we know, these paranormal stories can escalate very quickly. Mm. Donna began to find notes. <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> Written all over her home. This is not okay. The notes said, help. <laughs> help us. What does that mean? And help Lou. I need some more details on what these notes look like. I said I have to know. I I don't know if there are any pictures of the notes. Because or the in theory, if you were because I, I I like that you were just dancing around the fact that the doll wrote the notes. Sure. Right? Oh yeah, big time. So in theory, they should be the the letters should be really small because the doll's really small. It should be like really small handwriting. Right. Yeah. Like maybe some backwards letters because it's kind of cute, like kid writing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, help 
me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, doesn't, it was blood. Yeah. It was scrawled yeah. in blood. It was 20 feet tall. Uh, took up most of the okay. side of the house. It was enormous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I think these are just small handwritten notes. Not sure where they're coming from. Call Lou. Call Lou right now because I, I'm starting to think Lou... I think Lou might be six foot under. I don't know what Annabelle did last night, but I think Lou might be six foot under. It does say, yeah, one of the notes is help Lou, who was their friend who came to help them look at the doll. And last thing I remember, uh, Lou said they needed to get rid of Annabelle, which uh, Annabelle probably didn't take too kindly to. Yeah, if anything, I think this is maybe a sign uh, we, we, we maybe just let Annabelle stay. We just maybe let Annabelle do whatever she wants. Because you don't want to be the next person that needs help when the notes start appearing yeah. again. You know, sometimes you just got to pay the protection money and uh, understand that the world's a corrupt place. And the doll hasn't stopped moving, by the way. At this point, the doll is basically teleporting around the, the house. The doll got a hold of Fat Street Moves, <laughs> Volume 3. Popping and locking, breakdancing, moonwalking. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, this thing is alive now, fully alive. It's moving around so frequently that Donna and Angie barely even take notice anymore. That is, until one evening. Donna returned home and was surprised to find Annabelle where she left her, sitting comfortably on the bed. Mm. But something's different. There's something on the doll's hands. <laughs> when Angie moves Please don't in, be blood. Please Angie don't be blood. moves in for a closer inspection. She can't believe what she's seeing. It's blood. It's blood. Oh, <laughs> it was blood, 100%. Does anyone cold? Does anyone know where Lou is? Has anyone seen <laughs> Lou in days? We have all the evidence we need to put Annabelle behind fucking bars. She searched around the house and couldn't find where the blood had come from. There were no drops on the bed or stains on the sheets. It looked as if the blood was coming from the doll. We are so, so, so deeply far beyond the point at which Donna should have <laughs> just put her in the microwave. I don't know. Do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I thought you. How how are you supposed to? How are you supposed to go to university, Donna? How are you supposed to focus uh, on your in your day to day life if you if you tolerate the chaos that yeah. this doll has brought to your life? If I have a medical issue and I need to go to the doctor to have some sort of procedure done upon me. I don't want the nurse to come into the room and be like, sorry, sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I was just up late because this, this f***ing doll that I have is right. just kind uh, of... I'm bleeding out over here. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's like, yeah, can I just get some stitches though? Because the side of my head is kind of... Yeah, actually, the doll is bleeding as well. Did I mention that? The doll? Did I mention the doll that I have in can my I house? Can I get a different nurse? <laughs> yeah, I want my nurse to be well-rested, mentally fine, if they do have a doll, for it to be unalive. And if it is alive, I'd like them to be able to deal with the problem. And, and I know I said all that shit about gifts being sentimental. I think mum will understand. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you let her in on what's going on since the doll turned up. She'll be like, that's cool. I'll get you an iTunes voucher. Yeah, like, it's we can, all we can good. replace the doll. We can do a different thing. I'm not pissed that you threw it in a bin because it killed Lou. <laughs> so it's, it's, it obviously did, right? We don't need right. to dance around it. <laughs> well, here's the good thing. If this blood is coming from the doll, does that mean the doll can die? Right. If it bleeds, we can kill it kind of logic. Exactly. Donna and Angie realize that they're going to need some outside help. So they call a medium to investigate the doll and try and figure out just what in the sweet f is going on. So a medium comes round to the house and performs a seance. The group gather round the table with their hands clasped. Annabelle on the table in the middle of them. 
and it isn't long before the medium begins to whisper secrets from the other side. I see a child, a dead child, on this very spot before this building stood here. And now the spirit of this child is... It's... It's inside your doll! Whoa, okay. Right? We're seeing a, um, a classic explanation behind a haunted object, which is a lost soul that went through some traumatic experience on Earth, and now its consciousness or whatever unfinished grudges and hatred it holds in itself has now manifested inside of an inanimate object. Got you. So this really arguably uh, could have been anything. Um, they just happened to have a creepy doll which the girls paid attention to. But this, the spirit of the child could have just as equally possessed a Game Boy Advance yeah. or a Slinky. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we might not have noticed. That would have been chill. The Slinky right. would have been chill because you can kind of, it's like, oh, where is he this time? He's at the top of the stairs <laughs> and he's gone down them. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's fine with me. That's, that's kind of fine. I don't even think Slinkies can bleed, you know? They're not really that threatening. If you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a Slinky on your bed, it's like... All right, get the f off me. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? Wrap yourself around my throat? <laughs> yeah, or trip me up while I'm trying to go down the stairs? Neither did I think about it, actually. The slinky could be a problem. But it kind of, it, it kind of sucks that um, obviously this lost soul was like, okay, got to, got to possess something, right? Right. Can't just float around here all the time. So I guess uh, that toaster, maybe I could like burn their bread or something or that carpet man, it could be like kind of more shaggy than a yeah, shag carpet could, should like, be static could create static and then uh donna's mom just comes in the front door <laughs> donna i got you this old ancient fucked up looking <laughs> creepy little piece of shit doll and he's like boom <laughs> i can't believe i almost went for the toaster this this one is perfect basically a little child body i can go back into now yeah, so clearly there's supposed to be a direct parallel here that the child has obviously used the uh, the similar visage of this doll has gone. Okay, that's that's the right fit for me. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. That's why you don't don't buy creepy shit for your house because you're just buying vessels for paranormal creatures to inhabit. Now you might think because Donna and Angie have now made a connection with this doll and heard its story, the spirit would be able to rest in peace. Absolutely not. Raggedy Ann started scratching people, scratching them with her mind. Uh, at one point, Louis, who is still alive, visits the house and gets so scratched up, he had to take his shirt off just to stop the fabric from hurting him. Lou, Lou must be extremely down bad to still be coming around th these girls' house at this <laughs> point. He must have, he must yeah, have yeah. no options whatsoever. He's like talking to his friends at the bar that night. It's like, yeah, I started seeing this chick, but uh, damn, it's just, you know, like some chicks have got like a uh, complicated past or like an ex or something that uh, you have to deal with. Yeah, this is his friend f finishing his thought. He's like, yeah, yeah, bro. It's like, you know, the last girl I was seeing, she'd been in a couple bad relationships. So, you know, there's kind of some trust issues going on. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a little like that. It's a little like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, does he have? Does she have like a like an ex partner who's still in the picture? Or, you know? Oh, they're still in the picture. Oh, oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're 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 actually in her bed right now. Oh Jesus, that's, that's complicated. And they attacked me. <laughs> he scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's either that or uh, or Lou is going over there and he's like, <laughs> they're just not interested at all. 
But he's like, oh, oh, I'm getting scratched so hard. I got to take my shirt off. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like flexing. Do you think? Oh, yeah, I've been working out a bit recently. So a, uh, I don't know if that's going to leave a bruise. You want to take a look at it? <laughs> well, this is where we're at now, Kit. Teleporting around the house. Fine. Bleeding all over the bed sheets. I guess that's okay, too. But scratching, that's where they drew the line. Because guess what? One up from scratching is biting or bashing in kneecaps with a little dull baseball bat. <laughs> it all escalates from here. Yeah, Annabelle is testing them. But what are Donna and Angie going to do? They clearly can't beat Annabelle by themselves. They don't have the expertise. They haven't tried. They have <laughs> not tried. They've tried nothing and they're all out of ideas. They need to bring in the big guns. Mm. Some people who have dealt with this before and know how to deal with it again. So of course, they bring in America's most famous husband and wife ghost fighting duo, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Whoa! Now this is where people might start to put together the pieces of this puzzle. This Raggedy Ann doll was the inspiration behind the Annabelle movie, uh, which is a very famous horror movie in the Conjuring universe. Love it. If Rory is the Michael Jordan of hangovers, Ed and Lorraine Warren are the, the MJ and Scotty Pippen of busting the paranormal. It's true. After uh, Kitten Rory, of course. If you uh, if you don't know, we, we have talked about Ed and Lorraine Warren a lot before, uh, but they're the real deal. They are paranormal investigators that have been involved in many, many investigations over the last 50 years, such as the Union Cemetery Electric Woman, the Enfield Poltergeist, and the Amityville Horror, which is, uh, you know, I know we've got a lot of important cases under our belt as well. Furbies. Furbies, the donkey lady. Uh, I kind of did a very Jeff the Mongoose. very early solo investigation into the Dublin Gorilla Man. Um, actually, maybe should I need to email Ed and Lorraine about that because... I don't think shitting yourself probably. and having to go to 20 years of therapy counts as investigating anything. They definitely should look into it. I, I think so. So these guys are the real deal. And believe it or not, this is actually one of the first cases that put them on the map. Wow, interesting. But what are they going to do to take down Annabelle once and for all? We are just about to find out after a quick word from today's sponsors. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So Ed and Lorraine Warren show up to the house 
bringing a priest along with them, which is a pretty strong indication of how seriously they are taking this thing. The priest began examining the doll while Donna caught everyone up to speed. So we had a medium here not long ago to examine it. That's how we found out it was the spirit of a little girl. The priest dropped the doll. Is that what it told you? That it was a little girl? Yes, that's what the medium said. <laughs> My dear, it lied to you. This doll is possessed by a demon. He's possessed, I think. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool demon as well. <laughs> pretty sexy guy. Everyone likes him down in hell. Uh, this is a really cool thing that I don't know if we've ever had in a case before, but it makes so much sense. Why on earth do you trust the doll? <laughs> Why on earth would you just be like, oh yeah, it says it's a, it was a little girl who had great hardships. And actually we should be pretty kind to her because she had a hard life. And the doll says actually it deserves the master bedroom. Because <laughs> um, it was actually, it's, it's an angel. It says it's an angel actually. Because uh, I don't know if you know, but toddlers lie. And yeah. demon toddlers <laughs> lie more than anyone else. You've got one, so you know more than anyone. At this point, Donna has had enough. It doesn't matter if the doll was a gift, she wants it out of the house. So the gang got to work. The priest whipped out the holy water, started dousing the entire building. And when he finished, the Warrens packed Annabelle into their car, finally taking the doll off of their hands forever. Uh, that's a good service. Um, you know, sometimes we've seen it in the past that people come in and, you know, ooh, try to do a seance, ooh, try and cleanse the room with crystals or whatever. But they're like, put on these goggles to protect your eyes. We're going to f*** this place up with uh, holy water. Yeah. Uh, and then we are going to <laughs> remove the doll, the artifact, and uh, drop it to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Like, there is no getting out of this. There is, this is a 100% success rate. Yeah, I kind of like this. It's less of a, it's less of a what they had before with the medium, which yeah. is like bringing someone in to talk to the doll. And more of like a paranormal moving company. Yeah. Where yeah. it's kind of like, hey. It's, it's very just meat and potatoes. You got a problem. You got an object that's causing you grief. Uh, us and Father Ryan are going to come. We're going to basically f***ing waterboard this thing with holy water. And then uh, if you want, we'll take it away. We'll yeah. do a whole removal service. Um, we can. We, we, you can throw in a bunch of extras as well. It's like if you want, Father Ryan will spend the night just to make sure <laughs> everything's okay. Uh, we also do uh, we sage burning if you want to chuck that in. We also have a lot of paranormal shit, so if you want something to replace it, maybe something a little bit more cursed, maybe something a little bit less cursed, if you're in the mood for like an ancient scroll, or just uh, maybe you don't like dolls. Maybe you want a, a race car that turns on in the middle of the night and drives around. We got all that shit, so just let us know. You know? Yeah, yeah, we're doing a winter package right now where uh, where Father Ryan will tell you some stories. Yeah. And I kind of make a, make a whole experience out of the whole thing, you know? Yeah, kind of like no faff. Uh, I really appreciate that. Because yeah. the thing is, you only have to understand and try and make peace with these spirits if you're going to live with them. Yeah. If you have no plans on trying to coexist with this thing, it doesn't matter where the story is. Yeah. This little doll could be like, 100 years ago, I lived in this very... Don't give a shit. Fucking... Ah! Dunk its head in holy water, electrocute it, cook it in the microwave... Yeah, it's done. It's burnt. It's gone. This is the like kind anything else causing you problems. Yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of pragmatism we've been looking for all along. <laughs> I noticed there was a squirrel outside in the tree. We can shoot that if you want. Is it causing you problems? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fixer, a paranormal fixer. 
Yeah, it's like, there's a bird that wakes us up in the morning. <laughs> All right, anything else? <laughs> I don't think that was the right bird. <laughs> I'll keep going all day. I'll keep going all <laughs> day. Like, no, stop, please. <laughs> you make a good point, though. There, there's like a probably whole paranormal industry here. You know, here in the UK, we've got, um, we buy any car. Beep, beep. Yeah. If you've got a car that, I don't know, you transported a dead body in, so it's all covered <laughs> in blood, you could call we buy any car. Beep, beep. And they will buy it for, uh, granted, a small sum of money. But it's like, we will guarantee to take it off your hands. I don't think if it's covered in blood. I think that's, you make it sound like, They'll destroy evidence. I don't think that's what they're saying. They're saying they'll buy any car. Well, you know, I've tried it and you haven't. So, uh, <laughs> but they'll buy anything you say is a car. <laughs> as long as you have signed a contract saying you thought it was a car, that dirty shovel or bloody rope, it's gone. A bag of marked notes, very, very marked notes. Gone. Yeah. But Ed and Lorraine Warren could do a kind of we buy any house. Beep, beep. Where oh, I you, see. you're like, my house is haunted. I can't handle this. I'm willing to sell it for below market value. And then a bit like a property flipper, Ed and Lorraine are like, we'll take it off your hands. We'll get rid of everything and then we'll sell it, sell it again. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a big thing in Japan, right? Is uh, there's a name for specific houses where might not be haunted, but might be where horrible things have happened, uh, uh, either like yeah. murders or suicides. And they're given this name uh, I'll look it up just so we have it on record. But basically, these houses that something horrible has happened in, you have special like real estate people who deal with getting rid of these houses. Yeah. And they're often at much cheaper rates than uh, regular houses. Yeah, I believe it is. I believe the property is referred to as a Jikobukin or a haunted house where apparently uh, the previous occupant had died of unnatural causes. Mm. So uh, co common ways to get a, a property classified as a Jiko Bukin includes suicide, murder, fire, or neglect. So big range there. Because uh, my apartment has been neglected at points over the years, but I wouldn't go as far to say it's haunted. I like that this works in Japan because mm -hmm. as a kind of like deeply historically spiritual country with their Shinto beliefs, yeah. um, they're kind of uh, maybe a bit more in tune with the auspice of a house um, and that it wouldn't be auspicious potentially to move into somewhere that has this dark past. You try that shit in the Bay Area of uh, North America, um, people will be like, uh, I don't give a f give it to me. Uh, I'll kill the mother f myself with my bare hands if <laughs> yeah, it gets me yeah. into this house. <laughs> Here in London, I don't think, I don't, there's no reducing a house price on the basis. So I don't care how f***ed up the murder-suicide was that happened inside. <laughs> we will take it. Would you live in a haunted house? Um, like, let's say there was some sort of horrific, yeah, murder-suicide that took place in in the building I'm 50 years ago. I'm definitely somewhat joking. I think it de it obviously plays a factor. But what I will say is there's a big difference between that, like, horrible event or murder or whatever taking place in, like, a 200-year-old house with creaky floorboards in the middle of the country. Yeah. There's a big difference between that and the murder happening in, let's say, your modern flat in London, where you're not really going to think about it as much. It's not going to play in your mind as much. Yeah, that's true. I think I would. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I think I probably would. It's one of these things where it's like, if I, I probably would live there for a while. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I would buy it and be like, "This is going to be my family home." Well, and then I'll make a life here. And this is the problem: is like, of course, it's not even that the people buying it care. It's more that they're scared that other people will care, right? Yeah, because that makes it a bad investment. It, yeah, it, it's like they're less scared of like. It's like I, I don't think a ghost is going to attack me. I just think someone else will not buy it because someone uh died here yeah you don't want to just be kind of like sitting in your living room with like friends over playing monopoly one night and you're like uh fun fact the whole family was slaughtered here brutally um wasn't even that long ago uh, and, like, <laughs> uh jordan you go to pasco uh take 200 <laughs> like, sorry why are you telling us this i just want to be fun just a fun <laughs> fact you know who didn't pasco the, fa- the, fa- the family that lived here their uh their journey around the board was cut short <laughs> Pretty drastically. Oh, man. I love Monopoly. It's a real cutthroat game. You know what else is pretty cutthroat? (laughs) (laughs) The victims of the poor, innocent people who used to live in this house. (laughs) It's like, all right, anyway, so you rolled a six. Uh, Yeah, that is Park Place and Hotels. Man, you guys are bleeding me dry. You know who else? Shut up! Stop talking about the murders! (laughs) Damn, Alice. Like, you've got a lot of red on this board. (laughs) You know what else had a lot of red? The floorboards of this building. Yeah, George, you know, it's funny you picked an iron uh, to be your piece for this game because that was the murder weapon. So as I said, the Warrens packed Annabelle into their car, finally taking the doll off of their hands. But while the wrath of Annabelle was now pulled from Donna and Angie, it already found its next victims. While driving home, the power steering on the Warrens' car failed stalling the engine repeatedly. Ed decides it's best to stay off the highway, just in case Annabelle tries to cause an accident. Jesus. When the young couple reach home, Ed pushes down on the brakes only to realize they ain't working. (laughs) She cut the brakes. (laughs) He struggled to regain control of the car, eventually skidding to a stop outside their house. It isn't long before the Warrens realize they may have bitten off more than they can chew. Within days, Ed claims that he saw the doll hovering in mid-air. Oh my god. The only way that they can stop Annabelle from allegedly acting up is by dousing her with holy water. But after weeks of paranormal activity, even the holy water starts to wear off. Eventually, things got so bad that Ed and Lorraine had to call another priest in just to come back and smack it around a bit. Yeah. The priest examined the doll and luckily had some good news. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Warren, it may very well be a demon, but I don't believe it can hurt you. After all, it is a doll. Why, it couldn't even strangle you with those little hands. Yeah, tell that to my mechanic who's fixing the cup bricks right now, (laughs) motherfucker. I believe it's nothing more than a nuisance. I think you'll find if you ignore it, everything will be fine. Just minutes after dismissing the doll, the priest crashed his car. (laughs) Uh, he didn't die, but he was pretty messed up. Wow. If this little f***er is attacking priests, it surely has no limits. The Warrens have to make sure that this doll can't possibly hurt anyone again. So they construct a large wooden cabinet with a glass door and seal Annabelle inside. Once completed, Lorraine stuck a note on the front of the case that read, Warning. Positively do not open. 
You mentioned this was at the start of their kind of career or towards the start. Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of makes sense. They hadn't maybe quite worked out their um, paranormal archiving uh, standards. Yes. Yet. You know, this isn't, they haven't quite worked out the Indiana Jones style warehouse where they kind of lock you in a wooden box. It's true. And put you in the middle of a warehouse. Uh, some people might know now that the Warrens are actually kind of famous for their uh, paranormal exhibition. Now, they have a yeah. lot of artifacts, including Annabelle the doll, uh, still on display, sealed away in glass cases, along with a huge collection of other incredibly paranormal artifacts, which we will go on to talk about in just a second at the end of this podcast. But you're right, this could have very well been one of the first to kick off the collection. It's like in Transformers, you know. The first time they probably stopped Megatron, they probably just like give him a slap on the wrist and were like, naughty boy, don't do right, that, don't don't do do that, that again. again. Yeah. And then, you know, he destroyed a planet or whatever. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, some f***ed up Transformer stuff. And they were like, all right, I'm being, I'm being serious this time. I'm being serious. Oh, Megatron. Don't do it. Like, we'll, we'll seriously, we'll put you in jail next time. Like, don't do it, bro. <laughs> And then by the end, they they tied, they, they, they put concrete on his feet and they dropped him to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Like I said, yeah, uh, they yeah, were yeah. taking no chances. Next time, if he comes back from that shit, they're, they're ejecting him into the sun. That's kind of maybe where we're at with, uh, with this little doll. Yeah. We tried slapping it on the wrist. We tried the holy water. We tried all of this. It cut the brakes to a priest's car. <laughs> it needs to be punished severely. I assume this is, uh, you know, being the owner of a paranormal object like this is sort of like being uh, a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to learn to discipline a child uh, in, 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 in a way that warrants the proper response, you know? Yeah. If they stay up past their bedtime, it, hey, now you have to go to bed earlier the next day. I don't know. That sounds Not at all poetically right. If you don't eat your vegetables one day now you gotta eat twice as many vegetables the next day that makes sense uh, you don't have children this is terrible parenting if your child cuts the brakes to a priest's car yo you bet he's going to the naughty corner he's sitting on the naughty step <laughs> there ain't enough vegetables in the world to fix that kid i don't know what you do but it's got to be pretty dramatic yeah there's 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 no fortnight for a month at that point <laughs> yeah yeah what can you do and say <laughs> We need the the paranormal doll version of juvenile detention. It's like you deserve to go to prison forever, <laughs> right. but legally we kind of can't, so we need to do a little halfway measure. Yeah, yeah. You'll just go to a little prison, um, which I guess is kind of what the Warrens collection is. Yeah. Little prison for paranormal artifacts. And as we said, this is where the doll sits to this very day inside the Warrens Museum of the Occult. It's been open to the public for many, many years now. And some visitors say that they can see Annabelle moving around the case, trying to break free. Because the Warrens weren't able to get rid of the demon, they've just settled for trapping it inside of this glass case. There are claims that she's taken lives since moving to the Warrens Museum. Uh, for example, a visiting motorcyclist had to be removed by stewards when they caught him taunting the doll and banging on the glass. Allegedly, the same rider crashed his bike on the way home from the museum and died. Hard to say if he was just mentally unstable uh, and or drunk to be riding a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. Yes. Uh, one cool thing is that Annabelle isn't the only doll on display at the Warrens' place. In fact, you can look up a full list of some of the creepiest artifacts that they have on display. And there's like 10 different dolls that they have. There's a Stretch Armstrong that strangled a dude once. 
Stretch Armstrong's already pretty paranormal because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's already stretching more than a doll should. <laughs> Kid, I've got a, a little list here of some of the dolls on display. I thought you could take a take a look at. Uh, Do I get to see the doll? Annabelle? Yes. No. <laughs> Why? I didn't include any pictures. I, I'll get you a picture. I'll get you a picture. Do you understand the kind of grilling? Roy's <laughs> pulled out his phone. He's ditched the iPad, which is where all the evidence Annabelle. is. And he's pulled out his phone. And he's like, oh, I guess if you want to see this thing. I, is it I really guess. that interesting? I mean, Rory would be roasting my ass over an open fire if we'd got to the end of an episode and I didn't show him any evidence. Okay, here you go. Here's the doll. Jesus Christ, it's f***ing huge. <laughs> You've never seen it? <laughs> What? <laughs> Imagine I'm like, oh shit, this thing's crazy. We should have looked at this earlier. Uh, damn, look at that thing. You really <laughs> hadn't seen it before? No, I've never For seen it. For f**k's sake. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'd seen, I'd seen pictures of the, of Raggedy Ann dolls. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that, that it was so large. You're like, who's the old broad next to her? That's Lorraine Warren. That's, that's a very respected paranormal researcher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're giant. Yeah, they're quite big. They're like half the size of a human body. Yeah, it's it must way be way too big. Pretty heavy, yeah. Because in my head, I thought like like a foot tall, like a little doll, you know? Yeah, totally. No, it is. It's bloody big. They should have called the police on this thing. It's the size of a child. I kind of want one for Cora now. It's quite like it is creepy, yeah, definitely, and it's got kind of old time Victorian clothing, but it is kind of. Cute looking as well. It looks like an Animal Crossing villager. Yeah, exactly. Got those big eyes. Really does. Even like the little nose. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually look online because I thought maybe we could buy one uh, for the the office and have it like on the podcast. Now that we, you know, we did the Furbies episode, it's fun to like buy some silly props to have. See if we could maybe turn it evil. Uh, And you can still get them. I don't know if they're in production anymore, but uh, they have uh, vintage ones for sale on eBay and everything. So... Maybe for a bonus episode or an after party, we'll get an Annabelle, uh, slap it around a little bit, dunk no, its head not. in water, see if we can rah, provoke some spirits to come inhabit the doll, you know? I don't know after this story if I feel comfortable slapping around Annabelle. Dude, the craziest thing is, I mean, so this is a picture of the doll, I assume, in the Warren's Museum. That's a real, that's a real thing. That's a real child. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> the spirit is very much still locked inside the doll. The uh, case is not big enough for the doll. It looks like it's grown. I think it. I think it is. What is creepy about it is like, despite the feet, the features being completely blank and mask-like, the actual proportions does look. It looks like a child inside a suit. Yeah. Put it that way. I definitely should have looked at a picture of this before I did the case <laughs> and shown one the kit because this changes everything. Like, no wonder an evil spirit decided to possess this doll. It is literally the size of a child. Well, as I said, there are some other dolls on display in the museum. Are we going to uh, show me another evidence or anything? Or I have pictures of these dolls, yeah. No, of, of, of the story, not the other dolls. Of so the first doll is... All the paranormal is, uh, shit that, that first, Annabelle did. First doll is called... Uh, Any the, blood or... The shadow doll. Right. The notes. She wrote notes, handwritten notes. They were erased or got rid of something. Okay. Uh, Even a testimony from... So the shadow doll uh, is covered <laughs> okay. in black feathers. Uh, and according to Ed Warren, this doll can visit you in your dreams. So I know we were... Anything sick. at all <laughs> from, from Donna? Just, uh, we kind of, we're, we've got a few to get okay. through here, All so right. it's like if we could just focus right. up here. Yeah, the, of course. The, the focus, dream doll. Focus on the f- 
fucking bird doll, whatever the f you said. The shadow doll. Okay, covered in feathers. Uh, it is covered in feathers. And look, you can say what you want about Annabelle and the strangling and the scratching, but uh, she didn't f with your dreams. <laughs> right. She, so, yeah, she was kind of chill that she had way. Respect. She had respect. She's like, I I'll make your life a nightmare, so I'll at least keep your dreams pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so this is a picture of the shadow doll. <laughs> Kill that. Kill it. <laughs> That's... What, what am I looking at? <laughs> this is an ancient goblin. It's not a doll. <laughs> a doll makes it sound like there's something fun about it. It's a toy. Yeah. This is an ancient goblin. At no point... A goblin <laughs> druid. At no point was this... Could it ever have been designed to be a child's toy? It's a mummified goblin. It has a horrible face, a weird little crooked nose, and just one witch's hand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this came if from. If Yoda was a Sith Lord, that's <laughs> kind of what what that looks like. It looks like if you cooked Yoda in the oven. Uh, next up is the dark magic doll. Uh, it hangs in a glass container, and uh, it apparently this one is like a voodoo doll. You create an image similar to the person in question and hang the doll in an effort to make the person uh, sick or die. Okay, I just feel like we already care a lot. We're already pretty in emotionally invested in the Annabelle story. I don't yeah, know if we sure. need to like necessarily know about the other dolls. This, is the, dark, this is the dark magic doll. Here's a picture I'm showing Kit right now. I mean, now. granted, they are. it is kind of astonishing how creepy these dolls are. I, I've truly never seen anything like it. Um, <laughs> but... yeah. Because it's pretty remarkable because if someone says to you like, okay, um, right. this is a How cursed doll. Could a doll be? Yeah, you're like, okay, so cursed doll, I guess. He has like a weird smile, like a little cheeky grin yeah. or maybe one eye is wonky. This doll is being hung by its neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah permanently. Its face is ice white. Yeah. It is, t it's terrifying looking. Yeah, it, it looks like human despair locked inside a little... <laughs> I can see that the list keeps going, by the way. There's more dolls There's a lot on more your dolls, list. Yeah. Why? We already care so much about Annabelle. They uh, we also just need have to... a, a clown doll <laughs> and some African fertility dolls. We know oh, what dolls go. are. Like these, We're just <laughs> listing dolls. Has that clown doll done anything? It's... <laughs> this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I... Rory is just presenting <laughs> me with a JPEG of a doll that is a clown. And above it, it just says clown doll. Look into the eyes of that clown doll. <laughs> yeah, I think it's done something. It's clearly done something to, to end up in this fucking museum of evil. <laughs> Look at its eyes. I mean, even the fertility dolls. By the sheer fact that they're called fertility dolls, we know why they were made. They were made uh, because of, like, beliefs to do with uh, religion and fertility. Uh, they weren't cursed. That's what those are for? I thought something else. Okay, what did you think they were no, for? No, that's fine. So, yeah, uh, moving you, on. What did you think they were for? I thought... No, it doesn't matter. We it can cut matter. it. We can we just say it because we can cut it afterwards. Just, I feel like if I say it, even if we do cut it, it'll change kind of the trajectory Come on, of the just podcast. Sex dolls. I thought they're, you could... They're wooden and so tiny. Have sex with the dolls. They're so tiny and so wooden. You're well, telling you me... You're just... You're telling me... The fertility dolls that I ordered, they're they're this, they're not. Yeah, you you wanted you wanted what a real doll? No, I just wanted it was it was for an episode. It was gonna be for an episode. It was gonna be for an experiment I was doing, or not an experiment. Just as a, it was just an a experiment. That's not an episode. <laughs> and episodes of this paranormal life aren't experiments that Rory is doing in his bedroom. <laughs> 
That's no, normally we present a case. <laughs> Look, if you couldn't tell, things didn't go very well with Crystal at Christmas time, all right? I didn't see any action. I didn't get lucky. I'm a little inexperienced, and I thought maybe if I bought one of these little sex dolls. They're no sex, yes. They're so fertility, at least, ancient yeah. fertility dolls. And what do they do? The ancient fertility dolls. The f***ed up thing is, you joke, but I'm pretty sure um, those are also called fetishes. What? Little like... I found this on the web. No, don't find for that on the web. <laughs> <laughs> we found this in your Google search history. Whoa, no, no, Siri, Siri, shut the... Shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, oh, those little things are called fetishes? Yeah, like little, do little, uh, like little dolls and objects and stuff like that. I only realized that when I went to like the British Museum not that long ago. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up the dictionary. Here's a PSA. Fetish. Uh, meaning one, uh, a form of sexual desire. Meaning two, an inanimate object worshipped for magical powers. That's incredibly misleading. Those are two <laughs> very different things. And yet we brought them together here with these uh, with these little dolls. Wait a minute. So it, so it doesn't even have to do with sex? Nothing to do with it. No. That's wild. Yeah, because I, I was in uh, yeah I was in the museum and they had got like a little f***ing, imagine it was a little like wooden tiger or something and they'd yeah. be like yeah here's like an ancient east african fetish you're like people used to bang <laughs> this thing <laughs> this made dudes horny yeah people were horny <laughs> for tigers this is <laughs> bro uh, yes yeah there you go the english language mysterious <laughs> this is us in the british museum the guide is just like and as you can see over here we also have some um some ancient uh, fertility dolls any questions? My hand just goes straight <laughs> up. Put your hand back down. <laughs> You've said quite enough on today's Where turn. Where do you put your <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that just about rounds up our story today into the investigation of Annabelle, the real cursed doll. Uh, Kit, I know this is a bit of a weird one today. It's more of a retelling of a story. Uh, but the strangest part about it is, while the case, yes, Look, it's very silly. It's a cursed doll that's running around a house, biting people and scratching people. Um, paranormal investigators like the Warrens take this shit extremely seriously to the point where it is one of the most famous objects in their museum of the occult. Uh, you know, this isn't just some Reddit story mm -hmm. about Furbies talking when the batteries are out. This is one of the most famous paranormal stories involving a possessed object. Yeah, you're right. The uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren take it super seriously. Uh, and I would ask that Rory takes me seriously. <laughs> which I do, which because I do. Because we've and sat I here have. for one hour and you've yeah. told me a fairy tale about a dolly. Uh, it's a, it's a quite a big doll, quite a large doll. I wouldn't say dolly. That you had <laughs> and, uh, never even seen <laughs> until 60 seconds ago when I asked what it well, looked like. Well, don't keep saying that because I am going to cut that moment from the podcast because it makes me look like I'm a bad investigator. So I obviously, I obviously, look, I was obviously so wrapped up in this story, getting all the little details right, getting all the little moments, that I forgot to look at the doll. Yeah, sure. Sue me. You know? <laughs> I forgot to do the bare minimum <laughs> amount of research that it takes to talk about this subject. Uh, I, look, I know that uh, this is tough because, sure, I am shocked and appalled and gold. You know, so all I'm going to say is, I'm going to say is sometimes the president of the United States is so, is so busy uh, fighting terrorists and eating apple pies that he just sometimes misses the 4th of July because he's so busy being the president and getting shit done 
that uh, he misses the basic stuff, all right? Uh, ironically, that is absolutely true of Joseph Biden. Uh, he, he forgets a lot of things. He forgets there, a lot of sure. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he forgets how to pronounce his own name. Um, but look, uh, despite there being uh, absolutely no evidence aside from eyewitness testimony, of which there is quite a lot, um, as you say, they, people do take it seriously. A number of people in this case have taken it seriously. Yeah, very famous paranormal investigators. People that make a lot of money off taking it seriously, uh, that literally charge people to see Annabelle in a glass case. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, really fun. And I don't I don't hate on them for doing, but, you know, it is something we talk about on TPL is people, you know, the Warrens, uh, you know, the, that's their business is making a kind of traveling freak show of all these paranormal artifacts, which is kind of interesting and worth talking about. Yeah. No, you make a really good point. It's the question we always have to come up against at the end of the podcast, which is, is there any financial gain to be had by the individuals in the story um, for saying that this did happen or even dramatizing uh, certain events? And for the Warrens, absolutely. Maybe not for Donna and uh, Angie. No. They didn't seem to get much out of it. It doesn't seem like they sold a book or even wanted to be involved anymore uh, in this case. So that's a little bit more of a strange one to wrap up. But you're right. You're right. It makes sense that the Warrens would say that this is truly the most cursed evil doll in existence because they want people to come look at the Museum of the Occult. And the story, these stories, you know, self-perpetuate because even this episode we're hosting right now, this is going to send people to their museum. Probably. They are going to make uh, cash dollars, dollar bucks off of this, of us just talking about it right now. So that kind of tells you something. Um, yeah. But Rory, you are the lead investigator. What do you think? I think it's a great story. I think it's really fun. It's cool to look into this case that inspired uh, the movie, even though I haven't seen the movie. I've heard it's very good and very cool. Um, it, we're basically talking about one of the original cursed dolls. Yeah, actually the movie, I funny, I... I think I feel like I've seen all the other Conjuring movies. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, but, with the nun. I like them. They're good fun. Yeah, they're they're a blast. If you like horror movies, definitely go check them out. But I think if we're gonna take this case seriously today, uh, there is just not enough evidence to to prove that this doll really is cursed or possessed. This all took place in the seventies. There's there's video cameras, home video cameras. Mm. They'd be hard to come by. Maybe a little expensive, but there is no reason why. Um, there shouldn't be more evidence of this doll and its paranormal. <laughs> because activity. by all accounts, she was breakdancing in the living room. Every she had fat moves and street dance grooves. Yeah. yeah, she really did. It wasn't. It wasn't a once when the when the full moon comes out, she might <laughs> wiggle. Uh, she, she was, was bleeding, running around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ed Warren said at one point she was levitating in the air. Hey, even the Bigfoot crowd, even they've got some shaky photographs to show us. It's true. Uh, so from me this week, it's going to be a no. It's a no. Damn. Well, thank you so much uh, for sending in that suggestion. And thank you to Amy Grisdell for researching this case and Philip Shacklady for editing. Let us know if you ever had a Raggedy Ann doll or you have any of your own cursed objects. Or alternatively, if you have any paranormal stories you want us to investigate, Email them in to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Folks, if you love This Paranormal Life, the place to go is patreon.com forward slash thisparanormallife. Because over there, that's where you can get some amazing, cool bonus content. We're talking about extra weekly episodes, extra monthly episodes. Is it even that good, though? <laughs> 
let's maybe try and like sell it in a positive light because it's how we actually can pay I'm just for saying, our like, office. Do it if you want. Please want to do it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes it's just good to like, like shake things up. And I think like we've been doing this for a really long time. All fair, it is good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so just like not while we're recording. If, if every week we're like check yeah. out Patreon, what if one week we're like don't check out Patreon? <laughs> How about this week we give you guys money? <laughs> Just to f***ing flip the script. <laughs> what if I wear a shoe on my head? This was the what lot. if I eat water? Uh, no, I, 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 to be fair, I guess you're right because I do want to shake things up. But to be fair, the, uh, the after parties have been excellent recently. They've been fantastic. They've been so good. The after parties, if you don't know, is the behind the scenes weekly episode that goes out where Kit and I fill you in on everything in the TPL world. And in fact, just to give you a little taste of what those after parties are like, why not play a clip right now from one of our recent episodes? Did you ever see when you were growing up, did you ever see a little animated movie called The Prince of Egypt? Sure. I saw that movie when I was way too young because I think <laughs> my parents were like, hey, the kids are going to love this. Let's go watch the the prince of f***ing egypt it's a bible cartoon probably didn't swear uh, <laughs> she probably didn't uh it uh it's there's there's wrath the the wrath of the lord uh comes in kind of in that that last quarter and it's it's brutal cuz okay. cuz some of it is the fun shit where it's like hey we're going to make a bunch of frogs come and uh oh locusts are going to eat all your crops yeah, ahoy, ahoy. and then at the end he goes i'm going to kill he your kills kids. a bunch of kids yeah. i'm going to kill the children yeah yeah uh, unless you mark your door with goat blood, I'm going to kill your Which is your such kids. a messed up loophole. Like, why create a loophole at all? Yeah. I don't really understand Because there was probably a bunch of wild theories going around where some dude's probably like, I heard if you drink milk before bed, he will save you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I was like, I, I don't know. I'm going to trust Moses because he's kind of the one that's... I wasn't really <laughs> listening when God was talking. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of improvise and hopefully he'll see that I'm trying kind of hard. It's also kind of a... a f up way to teach a lesson because uh the one people who didn't do anything was the kids <laughs> they are the innocent <laughs> they were the few without sin presumably yeah. um so you know far be it for me to question his ways i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that is not, that cool not me questioning not just, me questioning the lord just just thinking about it but needless to say a uh, little little tyke Rory, little nugget Rory, had a few questions for Mama Powers in the back of the car on the way home. Yeah, I think she thought we were kind of be going home being like, well, Rory. He truly is great, isn't <laughs> is he? Isn't he powerful? And I'm like, that's one way to word it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have any paint at home, though? Because just just be on the safe side. I know it's been a couple thousand years since he pulled that little trick, but I just want to <laughs> really make sure. Let's just kill a couple lambs to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go if you, you know what it's fucking great it's good <laughs> isn't it yeah <laughs> we've got incredible raffles every month we've got uh bonus episodes every single month and those after parties every damn week it really is and how much does it cost kit as little as uh five dollar bucks Fuck off that's insane that's such little money in mm -hmm. this economy with inflation five bucks that's that's crazy. It, and, it, it's, and it's been like that for years so technically we've lost money every single year because with inflation, we well, haven't wouldn't go that far. We haven't upped the price in a really long time. So it's someone actually said this the other day, right? Because here in the UK, the Patreon is it works out like I don't know, like thanks to Liz Trust, it works out like four pound fifty or something. I don't know, right? Uh, 
and I, I heard someone say this at a comedy show the other day that I paid a fiver in and they were like, hey, fun fact, they've been doing the comedy show for as long as we've been doing the podcast. They were like, we started this like years ago. When we started this show, five pound used to get you six tins of beans. Now only gets you three tins of beans. Think about that. Wow. That's... Thanks for listening uh, this week, everyone. I really don't know <laughs> what to do with that information. I thought there was going to be more of a point there. But it's, like, it's just I, beans. I, we, I, we get less beans. I'm making your point, which, which is that <laughs> okay, yeah. which is the price has stayed the same, but you get way more for your money. Yeah, I I think I kind of said I don't know why we needed the bean analogy to kind of hammer <laughs> that home. I was kind of like I think I'd kind of said exactly what yeah that was kind of done. All right, frick. <laughs> all right. You know, it's really f- go up to as well the as podcast. <laughs> go to the podcast. If you had once bought ten, ki- ten cans of beans. And then now spent the same amount of money <laughs> on the on the same amount of beans. It'd be way more money because the price of beans. I so regret making this analogy to <laughs> to an American audience because they're like those f-ers really are obsessed with beans. <laughs> yeah. Why do they love beans so much? You're like, all right, sorry, this isn't working. This isn't working. Let me try a new new analogy. So imagine if one bean was a pound, and you had a hundred beans in your wallet. Did you see the giant bean, by the way? Yeah, the we'll, one we'll big get bean. Into, we'll get into this in the after party probably, but someone made a giant bean. Yeah, right, it was, it was got... a Heinz baked bean. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the just size a, of a fucking dinner plate. <laughs> the tin that had one bean in it and just the bean juice, which is so fucking nasty. Can you imagine just knife and fork tucking into a bean? One huge bean? Um, oh, it's disgusting. Uh, check out the Patreon. You're going to love it. Patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. And one other thing that we do, one other tier we have on Patreon is the shout out tier, where at the end of the episode, you get your name shouted out at the end of the podcast. And that's what we're going to do right now. Thanks so much to Paige Kolakowski. Paige Vrikolakowski, a vampire, a Greek vampire who listens to our podcast. That is fantastic. Well, hey, speaking of beans... If you're out doing a little harvest there, bud, uh, why don't you uh, p- pick us up a couple for the commune? We are running low on supplies and food and medicine and water, so uh, anything you can harvest would be would just be would be great. Even a fucking twig at this point, Paige. Thank you to Mark and Max Wallace. Mark and Max, or as I like to call them, M and M. Ooh, because they can. Sp- Bit. They can rap? No, they, they can spit really far. They can't, they can't rap for shit. I saw them try one time. It was embarrassing. But no, they can spit really far. Right. And it's like spitting an M&M out of their mouth. So that's why we call them that. It's nothing to do with the rapper at all. Thanks also to Amir Polat. You know, I see a lot of myself in Amir. What More like? It's, it's a joke. Huh? I see a lot of myself in Amir. So like, do you mean, what, what are you getting at? I so I... I see a lot of myself in a mirror. Dude, stop saying the same. Do you know how the podcast works? You can't just keep saying the same thing over and over and over. Amir, this is like bad podcast. Come on, we need to go. Like, like. Amir. Yeah, I know. Amir, pull up. <laughs> Thank you, Amir, for being a, a patron. Like, say something else. I see a lot of myself in him. A mirror. Like, it's a mirror. Are you, you, hard, to hear? Are you <laughs> hard to hearing, bro? I'm going to have to cut all of this. That's just crazy. move on. Just move on. It's, uh... <laughs> Thanks also to Luke Coet. Luke, get your coat. Because <laughs> you've pulled. A giant bean. What? Out of a can. <laughs> you've uh, you've won, you've won the only. You have been drawn in the commune raffle to eat the only bean we have. Right, uh, and it's not a novelty sized bean. It's a regular sized bean. It was all we had from the harvest. The crops went bad. 
so so you you get the bean this week. Congratulations. Thank you to everyone that supports us on Patreon. Honestly, we couldn't do it without your support. So if you want some extra bonus content and some really cool goodies, head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Guys, we love you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, any, any farewell messages, Kit, to the commune before we go? No, like, pressure about the whole Patreon thing. I'm honestly 50-50 about it, even after that <laughs> no, great No, no, we were, no. We so, need like, to put on just, the pressure to know, go. Check it out. Or, don't, or, like, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of great Patreons out there as well. And like, not just ours. So. We're, we're broke. Yeah. <laughs> we're broke. So we need to make sure really? that we do have people coming. Yeah. Oh. All right. F- I need to walk back a lot of what I said then. Yeah. F- really? We're, like, we don't have a lot of cash? Nothing. We've got nothing left. I couldn't, af- I couldn't afford... Why'd you let me say all that shit? I... You, you I, think you think I decided? Oh, I actually decided not to buy the Raggedy Ann doll for the podcast. We couldn't. My card bounced. You're not wearing shoes. I only just noticed. I had to sell them. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting again. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. We do need guys. To, we do Patreon. need to talk financials. Patreon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go head on over to Patreon.com forward slash just paranormal life and help me get another pair fun, of though. shoes. Yeah, no, <laughs> we can't make it sad. Make it fun, though. <laughs> My feet hurt. It's lots of fun. No. My feet are bleeding. No, no, no. No, they're not I bleeding. need shoes. No. Uh, Rory has nice shoes. He's great shoes. We're doing great, but also yeah. help us. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.